Ashley, Caitlin, um, thank you. Um, tonight I'm talking about, hi Hannah, I'm glad you're here. Okay, I'm talking about being in the will of God for your life, and this has been on my heart since camp, so this is what I've been thinking about a lot. Um, but Brother Hagen wrote this book, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits, and if you guys, Qdoba coupon. If you guys don't have this book, it's a really good book, um, but on the front of it he writes, what are you going to say when you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and he asks you, did you do my plans for your life or your own? And so that really got me when I read that, and um, it was about two months ago when I like really read this book, but it's I recommend reading it. He's a great author. Um, but I want to follow God's will for my life, definitely, and at all costs. No matter who I leave behind or what I leave behind, if I have to leave a job behind. And I've, I've come to it that if I have to leave family behind, I will. And that's just what it comes to. And if you're going to follow God, then you might have to. <laughs> and I don't want to have to, you know, let me see where I'm at. I don't want to tell God, you know, I did some of what you told me, or I did, I did half of what you told me, you know, or what if God says, you did nothing I told you to do, you know, are you going to stand before God and hear him say that to you, that's, that rocks you when you really think about that, so I want to talk about Romans 12 too, if you can all turn there. And I have everything bookmarked, so it says, Do not be conformed at this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect in God's will. And I want to be in the perfect will. I don't know about anyone else, but that's just me. I want to be in the perfect will of God. And you have to know to act upon what God's told you to do. And several times in my life, I've had people say, you're just doing your own thing. You're just, you're not really hearing from God or, you know. And you have to know that you know that you heard God's will. And, you know, some people can see it as being stubborn, which sometimes Katie can tell you I'm stubborn. But, you know, in the area of following God, you need to be, in a sense stubborn but that's not the right word you need to be persistent and you need to be focused and follow God's will and I don't want to settle for anything less I don't want to come before God like I said and he'll say well you did some of what I told you and that's not good and so my next scripture is Mark 10 God's next scripture for you guys I didn't write this Mark 10, 29, it says, and this is red letter, so if you know the Bible, red letter is God's, Jesus speaking. He says, I assure you, there is no one who has left a brother or a sister, a mother or a father, children or fields, because of me. And the gospel, to serve, to serve me in the gospel. And then uh, verse 30, who will not receive 100 times more? now that the same thing at the same time I cannot read 
Now, at this same time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, and children, and fields with persecution, that's a key word, and eternal life will come to in this age to come. And so you may have to leave things behind. You might have to just say, you know what, I'm following God's will. And just know that you can come to Mark 10 and read here that God will bring it back to you and he will return what you've lost. And also persecution comes and, you know, following God's will, you're going to have persecution. You just, and that's, who said if you don't have persecution you're probably doing something wrong because the enemy's going to fight you and um, Jesus is saying I assure you <laughs> this is your message Dean. <laughs> Jesus is saying I assure you meaning it's a high percentage that when you're following God you will have to leave people behind and leave a job behind or whatever it may be and but just know not to worry. I put that in here. Don't worry because God says in the next scripture that he will return it to you. And so I looked up, I don't know if you've heard of the Miriam's Webster, but it was made before the Webster's. And persecute means to cause to suffer because of a belief, to annoy with persistence or urgent approaches or attacks. And it's not going to be like a light persecution, like a rainy day or something, you know. It's going to be something more dramatic. And so just don't worry. And if it's me, I've had a tendency to worry. And I don't think that's just me. I think everyone has went through that. <laughs> and I know I've said this, but if you end up leaving something behind... God will restore it. So, and when you come against tests and trials, there's a fight between your flesh and your spirit. And there is a time of hesitation. And if you were here Tuesday, Brother Sean said, hesitation is fear. Hesitancy is fear. And then I took it a step further and said, fear is faith in the wrong direction. And so you need to be able to recognize and notice I'm in hesitancy, and you need to recognize it and say, I'm following God, no matter what happens. And so, and then Mischeska Tuesday also got over in the spirit, and she was saying, step out on the water, step out and see what God can do for you. So, it's really awesome. My next scripture is Romans 8, 18. This is interesting in my Bible. It's titled, From Groans to Glory. I don't know if your guys' Bibles say that, but it says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory of what is going to be revealed to us. And that's just talking about in heaven. But don't look at adversary and tests and trials and think that, that it's going to be there forever because it's not. And consider this for the glory like this is why you can go through tests and trials with joy and you can focus on God and know that you're following his will but don't focus on the problem focus on the treasure that you are laying up in heaven and my last scripture is 1st Thessalonians 2 4 
says, Instead, just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please men, but rather God who examines our hearts. And usually what's pleasing to God is not pleasing to man. And it doesn't make sense to man. That's why your flesh fights you. And you have to just drag your flesh by the hair of the head and just drag it behind you sometimes because you're going to follow God. And it wants to fight you. Everything God says and you, you think, oh, well, I guess it's just me. But you need to know, like Brother Jordan talks about and Pastor talks about, discerning this is God talking to me and I'm going to follow him. And... This is just the last thing I have to say that God's been dealing with me a lot more lately, like just the small things, like spend more time with me, you know. And God's been saying, seek me more, worship me more. And it's not like a greedy thing. It's that God loves to be with us. Like we are, we're created for fellowship with him. And so God's always, in a sense, like craving to be with you. And so... I've just come to the point in my life where you make the decision, like Brother Jordan said last week, are you going to follow your will, and are you going to follow what you think, or are you going to follow God for the rest of your life? You have to make that decision, and as soon as you can make it, the better. So, <laughs> and you need to be willing to put yourself aside, and your flesh aside, and, and like, Abraham and Isaac. Isaac had to get up on the platform himself. Your parents aren't going to make you a living sacrifice. Your whoever, your job managers, you have to be a willing vessel to live for God. And also, I will leave behind anything. I'm at the point where I don't need anything. I don't need whatever. But if it's for God, I'm following after it. And so let me see, what's my last comment? Okay, it's not that you're giving up something to follow God. It's that you are, like in Mark, God will replace it. So don't see it as a loss of, like, you have to give something up to follow God. That's not what, God's not after taking things away from you. He's after blessing you. And everyone, just follow God. Don't hesitate, and God will always make a way. Okay, so our next speaker, a very dear friend of mine, um, I don't know that I can describe him any, any better than his Twitter profile, says that he is a grown man following the grown man. <laughs> um, so he... Uh, he is lean and he is mean. <laughs> Let's hear it for William Stumler. <laughs> William Stumler, all right. That's the first time he's ever called me lean, I think typically get plenty of big butt jokes. <laughs> nice change of pace. Thank you. All right. Oh, I left my water. Whose water is this? 
Okay, get my time right. And go. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I thought Caitlin was going to pre- preach my message. I was like, please stop, please stop. And then she said, Merriam-Webster. I was like, no, no, don't use my, don't use my definition. But you used a different word, so thank you. Um, the title of my message is No Worries. Because we ain't got no worries. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this just been rolling around in me for uh, quite a while now. Um, for me, when, uh, growing up in this church, um, I don't know. I've heard messages on not worrying. I don't know how many times. A lot. But, uh, you know, as a kid, it's easy to say, you know, I got no worries. I mean, you don't have any responsibilities. What are you accountable for, you know? Your video game profile or something? <laughs> But uh, where's Cakes at? That's you, Cakes. Uh, But uh, for me, really, my senior year of high school and freshman year of college, I kind of got slapped in the face a little bit um, just with responsibility and some accountability with, you know, what am I going to do with my life? Where am I going? And uh, I wasn't really ready. And uh, I'll have to say I've slipped into into worry and... uh, I struggled with it for really my first whole year of college, and um, I remember Pastor came back from um, Russia, and he talks about that time Pastor Nancy uh, talked about not worrying, and how, you know, what's his name, Brother Ike? Um, Brother Ike had that vision of Jesus, and saying that that was a, going to be an end time message, and when he preached on that, it just, just my eyes were opened, I guess, and I saw how much I was worrying, because I had no idea, I didn't realize, I didn't even realize I had slipped into worry, and, and you know, that really opened, opened my eyes, and I saw that, and, uh, you know, I said, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, let it go, and I fell into trying to figure it out myself, and I'm a very analytical person, very brainy, and <laughs> like to think things through, and so I was trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with my life, and everything, just in my head, and it, it was hard, and it really wore on me, and you know, it, it, yeah, it, it wore me down, and, um, but that night, I just said, okay, and I just, I let it go, and I said, you know, God had, God's plan for your life is going to be good, I know, I have 10 scriptures, so I'm not going to turn through them all, <laughs> I was like, they just kept on coming, I was like, okay, I cannot turn to all of these, or I will not say anything, but, um, Ephesians 2.10 says, uh, God has prepared plans ahead of time for you, and the plans are a good life. Anything that God has planned for your life is going to be good. And I just had to realize right then that if I just trust in God and His plan for my life, then wherever He leads me is going to be good. And just just stay out of my head. And that's hard for me to do, but I'm I'm still working on it today. I'm not perfect at it by far, but. Uh, so, anyway, uh, you know, it's easy to get caught up in thinking about your future and the next, like, big decision you're going to make. But don't overlook the little decisions God has for you every day because those little decisions will lead you to the big ones. And if you skip the little ones, you'll miss the big ones he's got for you. You'll miss out on everything. So just every day focus on just fulfilling God's will for this day, and it'll work out for you. So if you want to turn over to Matthew 6, 31 through 34, I am going to read this. So let me 
button flip there. I did not bookmark it. So, sorry. I'll remember to next time, though. That was a good idea. Okay, well, if you're not there, too bad, because i got to keep going. Um, it says, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And from the message, which I'm not going to, I don't know if I can get there, but I'll try. Uh, of verse 34. I was reading this last week, and uh, I said, Jesus, better underline that. Uh, it says, verse 34, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now, and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard thing come up when the time comes. And I mean, my goodness, I mean, that just, that's exactly what I was dealing with, and it just, I was like, man, that's it. That's it. Just focus on today and what God's doing right now, and it'll be taken care of. When the time comes, God will have the help you need and just everything set up for you to succeed. Okay. Um, if you want to turn over to 1 Peter 5, 7. And I'm going to read this from the Amplified. Some things just need to be Amplified. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. And one day I was reading that and I caught those two adverbs, I think, at the end there. Affectionately, yeah, because they're L-Y's. Uh, affectionately and watchfully. And I was thinking about that and I thought, man. You know, God just does it. He, God wants to take care of you, but he wants to take care of you affectionately. I thought, I thought about that. Affectionately. He loves to take care of you. He wants to so bad that the only thing keeping him from taking care of you is you. If you get in your head, if you get in your head and you start worrying about how can God or, you know, I don't see how it's possible, then he can't. But if you stay focused on him, stay focused on the answer, which is him then you'll be taken care of and he can take care of you and you can cast your worries on him and your life will plan out just fine. Um, let's see here. Yeah, and, um, you know, God sent down the Holy Spirit and in John fourteen sixteen, it lists several different things that the Holy Spirit is. Uh, I'm going to make you turn there because I'm running out of time. But uh, it's, two of them are He's a helper, he's a comforter, he's a standby, advocate. Uh, all right. That's, I love that verse. But um, the Holy Spirit is here to help you. And uh, if God gives you something to do, the next step, just t step out and do it. And the Holy Spirit will be right there to pick you up and give you what you need to do. The strength you need, the ability you need, it'll be there. The power you need, it'll be there when you step out. And uh, Pastor, I was listening to... One of his messages at work 
because you got nothing else to do at work. <laughs> Spinning reels. Uh, so <laughs> he said, though, that your mind was never made to worry, and it'll break you down mentally and physically. And I thought, man, that's so right. And 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and sound mind. So you were not made to worry, and if you do, it's going to not only affect you spiritually, but mentally and physically, it will wear you down, and you'll be wore out. And if the devil can get you wore out, busted. Uh, okay, I'm going to skip over that because I'm almost out of time. All right, now this is my favorite part of this message. Let me get to this. I say, oh, Evan Cook shared a link on Facebook. <laughs> no, my phone, my phone. I haven't had it out in a while, but <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> Let me check this out a minute. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. It just said share the link. I'll get back to you. Okay, but this is where I went to Merriam-Webster and uh, looked up the definition of worry last night. I don't know why it just came to me to look it up, but I believe it was for a reason. Okay, it comes from an English and German origin, my heritage, uh, but it means to strangle, to harass, tearing, biting, or snapping, especially at the throat. Excuse me. Uh, let's see, where's the other one? To touch or disturb something repeatedly. But the one about harass by tearing, biting, or snapping, especially at the throat, I really got out of that that you know, worry will cause you to stop talking right. And if you stop talking right, then things are going to start falling apart. You've got to keep your confession in line. And uh, if the devil can get your throat or your tongue, we'll say, then he's got you. If you're talking wrong, your life is going to go where your tongue steers it. And James 3, 2 through 5, I won't make you turn there either, but your confession can steer you through a storm or can steer you into a storm. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, and one time I was reading that. Okay, I am almost out of time, but I got about a minute and a half left. Uh, let me see, where was I? Uh, in James 3 right there, it there's a, <laughs> there's a scripture about the boat. And one time I, I caught this too, reading that scripture, and... I, I knew that it said you can, it steers the boat with a small rudder, but I never caught the part about the storm. And one day I caught that about it can steer it steer a huge ship through a storm, though. And I thought, man, through a storm, not just not just steer it through a storm. It can steer can keep you going through any circumstance, any trial. If you keep your confession in line, it, you'll get to the other side. So I just encourage you to any time worry tries to creep up on you or start thinking wrong or focusing on the problem you need to come back and think about what you're confessing and make sure you stay in line with the word and confess the word because eventually if you confess the word long enough your mind and your words will I'm not sure if confessing the word, your words are lining up but your mind will eventually come in line with that and then you begin to think it then you begin to get in you when it gets in you that's when you'll see your victory so I Yes, and I finished in time. Yes. On the spot. So that is it. I'm going to take this water with.
so our uh, next speaker is uh, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, originally. Uh-huh. AKA Cashville. And she's gracing us here with her presence in Indiana. Um, also over at IUS, uh, pretty much is the boss of all of the dorms. So she basically calls all of the shots over there and in her spare time makes delicious frozen treats at Sweet Frog Frozen Yogurt. So <clears throat> uh, let's welcome the woman who is definitely about that life, Maya Smith. Thank you for that introduction. I'm thirsty, actually. Thirst is real, yes. Whew. Well, I'm a little toasty already. <laughs> but I believe that the Holy Spirit has a word for you tonight. And I just have been meditating on reaching the lost. Um, that's in me ever since I was a small girl. I just have had a heart for people. And it's like I can't shake this on the inside of me. And I know that, that God's put that there. So, um, if you would, turn over to 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 8. We each said my scripture, <laughs> actually, but... Right, and I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, and I'm actually going to start in verse 6. And it says, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And verse 8, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. And also, I want you to turn over to 1 John 4. Oh, and the title of my message is Convinced Beyond Compromise. And the Holy Spirit was showing me that we've got to get convinced of some things in our lives. You know, um... Brother Jordan taught us last week that we're not fighting for victory, we're fighting from victory. And that totally changed my thinking because that lets me know that the way I conduct my life is different now because I know that I've already won. Amen? So 1 John 4, got to find myself too, um, in verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear i'm going to read that again <laughs> there is no fear in love why because perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves torment but he who has fears has not been made perfect in love Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. 
And, you know, the generation that we live in, there's fear all around us. We're afraid to step out on what God's called us to do. We're scared to tell somebody about Jesus. We're scared to live the life that God has already, you know, told us to live. And there are two reasons why I believe we don't reach the lost in our world. Number one is we're not convinced that he loves us. Amen. You need to write that down. (laughs) And number two is we're fearing. And, you know, I know and we all know that God has an awesome plan for this church, for our youth group. But that's just not enough to say. We've got to start acting out on some things. And we have to get out of our comfort zone, get out of this fear that has been trying to hold us back and to keep us in bondage. But we've got to step out on love. And, you know, there's a way for you not to be, you know, fearful. And that's by spending time with God in his presence. Because... In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. And so when you have joy, you can't be afraid. You can't be scared. Amen? So (laughs) number two is um, fear. Um, And I wrote down in my notes, I wrote down a lot of stuff, but fear has been a stronghold. And the love of God is the oil that keeps us going. Amen? And Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, I just love his example of love because the man said he never had a headache in 70 years was it and when he felt that coming on him he said nope nope and then that is something to be able to do that and it's just like this this love of God has just been stirring up in me and it's like you know we want things in life but if you're not walking in love you're not going to get that you know and the Holy Ghost really changed my message because I wasn't going to talk about this. But but when you spend time with God, that's how you get perfected in love. And um, it's all about the love of God. And so, um, um, and also about being convinced, um, I wrote down, being so convinced of the love of God that we just can't help but show it to others. Not compromising in the faith because we already have the victory. And I just can't get past this victory thing. It's just in me. Like, we have the victory. And we need to understand that we have the victory. And we are overcomers. And we've already won. Amen. Um, And I have another scripture. um, Acts 20. Well, no. Acts 4 and 29 first. And also, while you're finding that, I just want to let you guys know that all the lies that the enemy has fed to you, that you're never going to make it, that you're not good enough, that, that, you know, you'll never be somebody, that's a lie. Because God's called you to great things. Not small things, but great things. And we've got to get that in our thinking to renew our mind and to know that God's called me to something big. And your calling is not going to be somebody else's calling, but it's going to be the calling that God has for you. Amen. And, you know, I've struggled with this in my life about having boldness because as a child, I was very shy. I know some of you can't believe that, but (laughs) I was shy. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to be around people. But just knowing that I had a heart for people, and that would trip me up because I'm like, Father, I love people. I want to talk to people, you know, but I'm just, you know, afraid or I'm fearful. But sometimes when God puts things in us, like the enemy comes just like that just to take it from us because you know God has an awesome plan for us and so he'll try to get you off the path and get you into something else amen but boldness is key and I'm gonna find Acts 4 2 I don't know when I started oh 8 o'clock 
All right, and it says in verse 29, Now, Lord, look on their hearts and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And so, um, if you get anything from what I've said tonight, like I said, the Holy Spirit changed my message because I was going to talk about something totally different, is to know that God loves you and he has a heart for people. And the things that God's put into you, you know, they may seem strange. You know, I was talking to a close friend of mine the other day and she was saying how she felt like she was different, you know, because she is. And so, sometimes the life that we live as children of God it's different than the world, and so the paths that you have to take are not going to be the paths that the world has to take, but if you just stay focused and keep your eyes fixed on God, you know, then he will see you through everything, and just know that, you know, the harvest is coming to our church. The harvest is here, actually, you know, and so, um, actually, I was praying in the spirit the other day, and God spoke this to me. He said, my people are ready. My people are ready to harvest. And that's nothing out of the ordinary because, you know, like the harvest is like pastor has been getting words about the harvest, you know, like that that our church is growing and things are coming, you know, that, you know, that we're coming, coming, coming into some things. Amen. And so we just have to get on board and know that, you know, we can have boldness to speak. And you don't have to be a very outgoing person to have boldness, you know, but you just have to spend time with God and make your love be perfected by spending time in the Word of God, praying in the Holy Ghost, amen, because Pastor said something that was so vital to me. He said, your answers are in here, so how are you going to get your answers out? By digging deep in here, amen. So I believe I'm done right now. So praise God. Well, our fourth and final speaker uh, is a very good friend of mine, and I'm not going to say too much because I'll get emotional on you guys. You've uh, just had a long history bonding over a mutual love of tacos and naps, and <laughs> it's just uh, it's a really tender uh, relationship. And uh, he goes by many names. Some call him Quarter Pounder. Some call him Black Velvet, <laughs> Captain D, Sookie Bear, whatever you want to call him. Let's hear it for Davon Newbolt. Wow. Haven't, had, haven't heard Quarter Pounder in a long time. Oops, oops. Got my phone, my notes. Jesus help. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all see I got my gator shoes on? My, my gator shoes? I'm ready to preach tonight. It's an honor to preach in this pulpit. Really, it is. Thank you, Brother Jordan, for asking me to. Well... We all, somehow, God gave us all like the same message. See how God works? He gives us all the same thing, just a little bit of each of it. So you got, I'm part four. So I hope you guys are ready. Uh, the title of my message is GYL. People are like, what's GYL? What, girl, what's GYL? GYL means get your life. Get your life. You ready? So I'm going to talk about God's will and calling on your life and a little bit of revival because I've been 
listening to uh, Code Orange Revival from Stephen Ferg's church, 12 Nights, wow, T.D. Jakes and Jensen Franklin and Stephen Furtick and, oh, speaker, Christine Kane, wow, wow, so let me start my timer, so if I go over, please forgive me, because I'm just ready to preach, I can't help it, because I got something to say, Jesus, okay, um, so as you know, I'm Suki Bear, and I, I am a young person just like you all. Uh, right now in life, you know, you guys are all thinking about, you know, what's God have for my life? What am I going to do with my life? You know, I'm thinking about uh, middle school, high school, college, especially those who are in high school. You're thinking about what am I going to do with my future? I'm just here to tell you, you know, you don't have to go uncertain through, the, through these years at all. Because God has an awesome plan for each and every one of you. Don't ever think, I have nothing to do and this plan is going to impact somebody. Because you're always going to impact somebody as long as you're in God's perfect will and plan. You don't want to go down the, the road here uh, 20 years down the road and go, what have I done with my life? There's people, on, especially on, on TV, they're so comical. I just laugh. You know, they're 40 years old. Like, I'm just now doing what I want to do. I do not want to be there at 40 years old doing something I should not have been doing. You know, my whole life spending all this money, wasting all this time when I can be doing God's perfect will and perfect plan. Let me stay on my nose. Lord helped. So let's go to Colossians 1 9, one of my favorite scriptures. It's helped me a lot. Pastor's given me this scripture in many meetings. And uh, with him, not many meetings because I'm in trouble, but many meetings I'm going to seek for some guidance. Get it straight. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite scriptures. I'm going to read this in the. In NLT, New Living Translation. We're going we're gonna to go somewhere with this later on, but I'm going to start out with this. So Colossians 1.9, and it says, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. So that's one way you can try to figure out God's word is to ask him yourself, God, what is your perfect will? What is your understanding for my life? What is, what is, what do you have for me? And then also getting your word because his word will, it's light. It's his life, his instructions to help us get through this life. Once, once we go through this life with him and prayers is, is a big key. I know praying in the natural and spiritual pastors even said that will help you get from glory to glory to help you figure it will help you seek out what he has for you for your future and that's one thing that's very important in your life i think is a, a a constant important thing in life is prayer to find out what you need to do for your life in him and um let me see where we're at uh, okay so uh Jen, uh, not Jensen Franklin, but Stephen Furtick this morning, he had he sent out a tweet of, uh, they had a student takeover last year, which was really coincidence that he posted that today. And I was like, what's this about? What is, what's, let, me, let me read this little sermonette that he had. And it said, uh, it said uh, all these things, you know, when you get God's call, when you know you have a calling in your life, and, and God's calling in your life is not only just to preach. Just to let you know that right now. Oh, God's calling is just for me to preach or be a missionary or be a teacher on the, in the pulpit. You know, God's calling in life is our brother Dale, a Miss Donna, you know, the church secretary, an avid member at church on the music, music, music ministry, an avid member in your church. Come on. It's not just, you know, be a, a, a distributor for, for, the, for the pastor. You know, it's not just something big so everybody can see you. Sometimes it's the person in the back who's praying for pastor. Come on now. And he said, and he said, you know, when, 
when you get your call, you know, things will come against you. Things will always, things will try to happen. They'll all come around you. But knowing God and knowing this, 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 the, the foundation, this, uh, the ground that is firm under your feet will help you get through this life. And you know what? Another thing, the devil will try any way, shape, form, and fashion to take you out. He'll use people, and he'll use people you didn't even think he would use. You know, he'll use your family. Did you know that? You know, he'll use your best friends, the people you didn't even think. He's like, what What happened over here? What What happened? That's, that's my family. I can't believe that, that this would happen. And, you know, it's just the devil using them. They don't know. I'm not saying they're possessed. They're not going around throwing up, you know, going crazy. But <laughs> I'm saying that they they will come and get you not even knowing it. They'll say, man, you changed. What happened? You used to be fun. What happened? You, Man, you used to party all the time. What happened? We used to go every weekend. You all about that church stuff. You all, you want to go and go to church. You want to go to church all the time. Don't be discouraged by what they say. This is a pl- a safe place, a place where you get uplifted, get some higher understanding about God, higher understanding about yourself. Don't get discouraged by people out there in the world. world. You say, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way, and I wish you would come with me, but, you know, we may have to just part ways for a little bit. We may just have to, I love you from a distance. I don't want to get into it with you. I don't want to be, it's not, there's no reason to. There's no reason to fight with people. Lord, God's changing my message. I was pre- going to preach something else, but he's gone this way. Then there's those other people who they they want to they wanna be in the, the pulpit. Like, Man, why Brother Jordan didn't ask me to preach tonight? Man, I, got, I had a great message. People are so comical to me. They they give me comedy every day. I just watch people. Yeah, you tell them, G-Y-L. That you, you tell the devil that. You say, devil, G-Y-L, get out of my life. Get your life, devil. The devil's nosy. He don't have his own life, so he's a pay attention to everybody else's life. He don't. <laughs> well, as, as I was saying, as I was saying, you know, there's a lot of people like, man, I want to preach. How come Pastor didn't ask me to preach? How come Pastor didn't help me get in that kind of that lead that lead that uh, certain thing? Don't go there. Don't even go there. That will get you in so much trouble and disobedience and have a certain heart for pastor and brother Jordan. Don't go there. You know, if, if you're even slightly gone that way, ask God. Say, God, tell me what I'm supposed to do, not what other people are going to ask me to do. God, tell me what I'm going to do. And then there's also those other people who say, God, please tell me. I need to know what your will is, what you want me to do here in this church. And then pastor will ask him, oh, hey, can you uh, help us move some tables and chairs? And like, oh, I got to go. I got to go work. And I got I got work tonight. I got to go work tomorrow. <laughs> There's us, the people, oh, hey, Brother Dale, you know, he's he's going, he's recovering. Can you come by the church once a week and uh, clean the toilets for a little bit? Oh, I don't know. I mean, at that time, I think I got lunch at that time. I don't know. I'm sorry, pastor. And then you go, you go back to God. God, please show me. Please tell me what you want me to do. God, please tell me. And God said, dummy, pastor asked you to move some tables and chairs. Why well, I wanted to preach. That's not what I had you to do. <laughs> go, go to Luke 16.10. I'm, I'm here to say, let's go to Luke 16.10. I got this bookmark. I got this in the Amplified. We said to amplify your life. We were on the same. 
you can get there, say amen. T.D. Jake, say, say amen when you get there. Amen. No, anybody there? Okay, I'm kidding. Luke 16.10, he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is dishonest and unjust in a very little thing is dishonest and unjust also in much. That scripture speaks volumes. If you can't do, if you can't move tables and chairs, if you can't clean the toilets, you can't help vacuum, you can't stay after cook a meal for somebody, for somebody at church, what makes you think God's going to put you in a pulpit as an example to the people? You know, you want to be seen, and I, I'm going to tell you right this right now. Pastor, Brother Jordan, I know they, they don't want to, they, their life is not this pulpit. Are an example to you all to show you what God's done in their life, but their life isn't. They do small things. No, not passion, not as much because that's why these people in church are here to help him. But he—he—that's where he started. He worked in the children's ministry. He moved tables there. He cleaned the toilets. And see where he's at, at at now. That's where God brought him to. And I'm not saying do that because I want to be seen, or do that because I want God to see. Do it for your own your own self for your own integrity, not to be seen, not to be heard, not for people to say, thank you, thank you for doing that. It's so great. Let's put them off. No, don't do that for that, because God will glorify you in much of what you've done. Lord Jesus, help. Thank you. Um, I'm, get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Get to the point in life where you are, you know, when you first came to God, where you got obsessed for God, where you were desperate for God. So many people get comfortable with God. Who's tired of being comfortable with God? Tired of being comfortable with your word? Tired of being comfortable in your seat doing praise and worship? Well, I'm here another Sunday. I'm here another Thursday. I'm here another Tuesday to hear the word of God. That was a great sermon. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How sad is that? You want God to do something in life? Get excited for the word. Get excited for the services. Become expecting. How about that? Come expecting. Because God has big plans for you. When you come expecting, you will get out of the littlest part of this. I've noticed that something really small, a pastor will say to me or to somebody else is really small. It becomes so big. Just one thing he says, one thing Jordan says, it's become so big. So like I said, be faithful in the small things. Be trustworthy in the small things, and God will avail you in much. T.D. Jakes, oh, Lord Jesus, T.D. Jakes, he was preaching at Code Orange, and he said, um, so many people want to get to point A to point B, and they want to be at that destination, at the end destination. They think that the glory is in that end destination when they forget the glory was in the journey to get to that destination. Some people is like, I want to get there. I want to be at that one spot where I'm, I'm on top. And you'll never be on top because the, the whole Christian life is about a race. You'll never be on top of the mountain. You're always going to be racing. So get that out of your head right now. You mean I have to work after I get there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he says so many people, they think the glory is in the destination when the glory is in the journey of getting there. Things will happen on your path, you know, Think the devil will bring something to you, and it's all about how you handle that situation. You get like like Brother Dustin used to say, "Life's about choices." And when something something comes against you, you have 
one way to go about it or you have the other way to go about it. And both paths will take you somewhere. Let me let me get to my last scripture. Let's go back to Colossians 1.9. It was good sharing with you all. It really is. Where am I at? Wow, I have eight minutes and four, three, two, one seconds. So, let me see. I'm going to read this in Amplified too. And yes, I have my iPhone. It's not demonic. It has the Bible on it. So sanctified and holy. It says, For this reason we also, from the day we heard of it, have not ceased to pray. Have not ceased. That means they didn't pray one time, God, give me what you what what you have for my life. They didn't do that one time. They kept on. They kept going. They stayed with it. They kept when you stay with something, you will get revelation in it. And make special requests, asking that you that asking that you may be filled with the full, deep, and clear knowledge of his will, all spiritual wisdom, and comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and an understanding and discernment of spiritual things. Meaning when you stay, when you cease not to pray, when you keep asking God, and when you worship God, when you pray to Him, when you read His Word, say, God, please show me what you have for me. Please show me what you have me to do. Answers come. I remember in my personal life <clears throat> when Dr. Dufresne came, I think back in March, and I think in those meetings he gave me two words, but one that stuck out to me the most was, um, he prayed for me, and every time he comes, he says something to me. It's not because I talk to him in my mind, Lord, please have Dr. Frank tell me something. I need answers. It's not that at all. It's so strange. And I tell Jordan every time, it's strange that every time he comes, he has something for me. And next time he comes, don't say, oh, he got word for Davon coming. Da, 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 da. No, no, I don't come expecting that. But in every meeting, I do come expecting, and I am having asking questions to God. Lord, whatever Dr. Frank has for me, I pray it comes to me in this scripture. I cease not to pray that I get a special request from you, asking that you may be filled with a deep and clear knowledge of his will of all spiritual things. That's why I ask God every time. So I'll ask him that. And I got to a point in my life, you know, I'm in college and, and you know, I'm working, I got a good job, and I'm in church, but things weren't clicking. And when things aren't clicking, I, you start getting frustrated. And I got to a point where I was getting frustrated. And if you haven't been there in your life, Lord help you. <laughs> I got frustrated, really frustrated. And uh, I said, why am I not getting where I need to be? Why is this not working? Why? You know, I wasn't doing anything bad. You know, I was, you know, I'm telling you, young people right now, I know how you know, I know how parents are. I'm let you know, college isn't everything. I know so many, so many parents push that. Sports isn't everything. Clubs aren't everything. Some parents, they push that. They think that's the top of the hill. But you being taught in this church, you know, once you die and go to heaven, ain't no sports. Ain't no club. Ain't, <laughs> ain't, ain't, my friends ain't there. <laughs> Mommy and daddy ain't there. It's just me. I'm there boldly to the throne to myself. I'm just saying that right now. And parents get mad at me all you want, but I tell them, to their face. College is not everything because God has brought so many people that didn't go to college. Dr. Dufresne, you know, 
Pastor Jacobs, you know, they went to Bible school and stuff like that, but they didn't go to a prestigious college like a Harvard or an IUS and got a degree. You know, you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> Harvard, IUS, Yale, <laughs> I, UCLA. But uh, and Doctor Dufresne, he came. He came that night, and he he came to me. And I'm I'm just sharing this with you guys because I'm just going to help you. You know, the best the best kind of preaching is telling about yourself and what God's speaking to you. I think. And he said, uh, "You're called to the ministry," which he has said that years before. And I was just now accepting that. I was like, okay. He said, you're called to the ministry. Called, called, called to the ministry. He said, and God has a spiritual house for you. And that around the time, that's when Dustin had just left. And I was just like, oh, no. I don't want to go. I like it here. And you know why I said that? Because I was comfortable. I like, I like sitting in these seats. I like my church family. I don't want to move. But the strange thing about it is I had a conversation with my family members, and they were telling me about something that was going on. I said, you know, I won't always be here. And I thought, I said, why did I say that? <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. What crazy? I ain't going nowhere. No, but it was strange. And then that night he said that. He says, And he said to be mentored. So now I'm, I'm in the stages of, which I have been for the last couple of years, finding out what God has for me praying, asking him what his will is for me. And I said, I was just now accepting being called to the ministry. And whatever God has for me, I'm there to take it because I want his perfect will, his perfect plans and purposes for me. And that's the same thing I want for you guys. I want you guys to find it. Don't let distractions and people and other things take you out. Because once you get there, what God has for you, you'll see it has been a perfect plan. And you'll say, thank you, God, that I didn't have to go through what others had to go through to get where they got. That I followed you, that I listened to Brother Jordan, that I listened to Pastor Jacobs, that I listened to whoever's on the platform, and I paid attention to everything they said, and that I didn't have to go through what I did. And I'm done. Thank you, Father. Let's give it up again for all the speakers tonight. You did a good job. In sort of uh, closing here, I want to give one announcement. Uh, 